Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Breaking news. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your public service announcement and the news you've all been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the United States and Canada. The new trimmer was just released only moments ago, and we are one of the first to get our hands on it and share the news. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code, say it again, at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code, say it again, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code, say it again. Unlock your confidence and I always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Now to Out of Bounds. Bounds Sports Podcast. Come with us out of bounds as we discuss and debate the latest topics in the world of sports. We have a great show ahead, so let's get to it. Hello and welcome to the live post game edition of Out of Bounds. This is Corey Harrison, and we're going to break down the Lakers versus the Suns. They just wrapped up game four, tough loss. Um, all the way around, AD is down again with a experience to be a growing injury. We don't know what his status is going to be for the next game. I'm assuming with how delicate the groin is, he will probably be out game five. Already we have Coach Vogel addressing the media, so we're going to go ahead and head there. But first, let's break down these game stats and kind of see exactly how this game broke down beginning with the Lakers. LeBron James, the star, the um, King James 38 minutes on the floor, 25 points. If he's going to be on the floor 38 minutes, they don't have AD, he's going to have to hit 40. I mean, like, seriously, like, he's going to have to, he's going to have to be LeBron James in Cleveland. He's going to have to turn it, turn it back the hands of time. 25 points without AD is just not going to get it done. 100 points for the Phoenix Suns, that they're going to have to be able to slow down this onslaught of shooting that they have. You know, they have the size to be able to contend with them. Even without AD, I think that the, the 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 Phoenix Suns can be beat. I think the Lakers can get this series wrapped up and done, but they just have to get it, get through it, and they may have to do it next game without AD. 
And with 19 minutes on the floor, AD only had six points before he left out. He was struggling already anyway. Uh, four boards, three assists. I mean, after that, I mean, the the, the Lakers scoring is just this was not there. You know, you have um, some some of the players they're missing point blank layups. I mean, you just can't have that in an NBA game, especially when we were talking about high stakes basketball. Especially when you have that purple and gold uniform on, you cannot be missing layups. I mean. I, I refuse to, you know, call out players. That's not my style, but it's just really unfortunate how this game played out. They did have an opportunity to get back into this game, but ultimately fell, up, fell short down the stretch. But without further ado, we're going to go ahead and add the Lakers to the stream, hear from the coaches and the players, and we'll be back by the end of that. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to add the Lakers to the stream. Breaking news, this important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your public service announcement and the news you've all been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the United States and Canada. The new trimmer was just released only moments ago, and we are one of the first to get our hands on it and share the news. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code, say it again, at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code, say it again, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code, say it again. Unlock your confidence and I always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Now to Out of Bounds. Recording in progress. And we'll have more information tomorrow. Was there any discussion at halftime of him playing, or was it was it clear that he was not going to be able to return? It was not clear to me until, uh, you know, into the third quarter that he was not going to return. Um, you know, he was going to undergoing evaluation. Uh, we knew that. And, um, you know, when we, when I didn't see him come out uh, to third quarter, uh, we knew it was going to be a little more time and then you know shortly into the third quarter uh i was told that he was out and then frank how did you see that impact the game especially in that third quarter off of defense uh mindset mental all that kind of stuff yeah well he's one of the best players in the world so you know you have to adjust and um you know i thought we uh we gave great effort in trying to overcome that loss but uh it certainly wasn't uh, wasn't enough Dan? Hey, Frank. Um, offensively, what were you looking for without AD, and, and were you able to find it tonight? Um, yeah, we're looking to score the ball. You know, and uh, there's a lot of ways that, you know, we play, you know, the personnel skill set of the guys we have out there. Uh, obviously, a lot of it is through Braun. Um, you know, we played with uh, with the roller, with drum, look for a spark with Trez. We spaced the floor with Mark, and, um, you know, we just didn't get enough uh, uh, offensive output in that second half. Hey. Frank, prior to the, the groin for AD, what did you make of his 19 minutes in the first half? Yeah, I thought he was laboring a little bit. You know, he was staying at his knee was, uh, was sore, uh, but there was no way he was not going to play. 
and um, you know, I thought he gave a, a heck of a run at it, uh, trying to trying to compete through pain. Um, you know, and then obviously he came out with the with the groin injury. Let, let's just say he is at that level going into Game Five. Is that a go for you, or is it? Yeah, we'll make all those decisions over the next couple of days. Okay. Frank, what do you? think you guys learned in that stretch in February and March when you did not have AD but did have LeBron you know you struggled a little bit in those first games afterward but then seemed like you figured something out before LeBron had had his own injury um how do you think it might look going forward if he's not able to yeah um you know when I competed against against uh, the Miami Heat and uh either Wade or Bosch was out and there was more touches for LeBron that wasn't always necessarily a good thing for for my my Pacers teams you know, so, um, you know, it's just going to be more opportunity for Braun. And, you know, obviously uh, we need other guys to step up. Not not one other guy, but everybody. You know, it's good effort. Uh, we need contributions from everyone. And, you know, we did have a stretch like this where we played without AD uh, that we'll, we'll draw on, you know, to uh, to take us into game five if, if AD is not available. Kyle. Hey, Frank, t- touching a little bit more on that, you talked in the series about the formula of, leaning on LeBron and AD on the offense and, and needing the, the role players to kind of be more defensively focused. Does that shift now? I mean, are, are you asking for more? Do you ask for the same things? How does, how does that go mentally for your other guy? Yeah, I mean, if all of our players, if they play within the system, um, you know, they can, they can execute and they can give offensive output. So, um, you know, that's what we're going to ask for our guys. And, you know, obviously, you know, you look at, uh, you know, to print to your bench, you know, to see if, uh, you know, if there's other guys that are more needed now with AD out, um, you know, if he's out for game five and, uh, and he makes those decisions accordingly. Sorry. Last question, Rashawn. Hey, coach. Um, obviously, AD very important to what you do. Chris Paul, very important to what they do. Um, how do you see the significance of that sort of play out in the third quarter with, you know, him not being able to come back out with then Chris started to get going there for them as well? I mean, obviously, uh it hurt us and, you know, Chris competing through uh, his injury, um, you know, played his best game of the series, you know? So, uh, you know, obviously the, you know, that was the difference that third quarter. And did you say there was going to be a, was there going to be any type of imaging tomorrow, like an MRI or anything like that for he's undergoing, AD? He's undergoing further, uh, further medical evaluation. Thanks. Hey, Kyle, I want to ask you about the third quarter. Just what you saw on the court as you guys tried to adjust to the change, obviously, with AD not coming out and how that impacted both sides. Yeah, we just had to adjust. Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, obviously, we're, we're tailor-made to one type of basketball uh, when AD's out there. And then, uh, you know, obviously, it wasn't out there. We had to, uh, you know, try to figure out more on the fly how we're going to execute um, offensively and, uh, you know, what is our DNA going to be without, without that. So you know, I think that was the biggest thing, you know, defensively wasn't, wasn't our problem. You know, we held them to a hundred points. So, uh, and, you know, they had a couple of their players, you know, hit some shots. So. Got and was there anything that you started to see as the second half went on? Uh, who's depending on his availability for game uh, game five that you, you can carry forward that could work a little? Um, yeah, we just got to play, play in space, play with pace. I think if we can do that, get downhill, 
you know, just get the ball popping. We'll be all right. Dave. Cause this feels like more of the same considering how this season has gone for you guys. Does that prep you better for this moment or does it make you feel like, oh man, like, you know, the, the basketball guards are, gods aren't helping us out this year. A little bit of both, you know, obviously uh, we've been derailed this year, but uh, at the same time we've been through it. So, you know, just got to figure it out. Just got to figure it out. Dan. Hey, Kuz, kind of two questions. When did you get word that AD wasn't going to be ready uh, for the second half? And then I guess the top of that, you said, you know, the ball needs to be popping and moving. I, I know that's been kind of the, uh, a challenge in all series. What's Phoenix done to prevent that from occurring? Um, you, know, uh, you know, nothing really. Uh, you know, we just got to do a better job of doing what we do best. Um, and, you know, whether he's out there or not, you know, we're going to have to play uh, a different style of basketball. So. And then when did, when did you hear um, at, at during halftime that he wouldn't be able to go? Oh, uh, 30 seconds on the clock. Bill. Kyle, what, how would you describe kind of the mood of, of the team after kind of this latest news? I mean, you've had, you've had several injuries this year, but to, to have another one now at this point in the season, um, how's, the, how's the team kind of taking this one emotionally? Um, you know, so I, think, I think we're optimistic still, being in a locker room, having conversations, just trying to figure out, you know, we do that every game. Uh, whether we win, whether we lose, uh, you know, we're a team that, you know, we, we try to digest and figure out what 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 is happening, what has happened, and we just try to go from there. And, you know, I think that's that's our mindset. You know, we'll be ready to game on. Dave? My bad. I already went. My bad. Okay. Bill? I also already went. All right, Ramona. Okay, Kyle. I got it. I got it. Sorry. I got you. Um, sorry about that. Um, hey, Kuz, you know, Frank was just in here. Coach was just in here saying, you know, when he coached the Pacers and, and D. Wade or Chris Bosh was out, it just meant more touches for Braun. Does that, does, that give you, do, does that give you a little confidence knowing you have a guy like LeBron out here to back up AD when, he's, when he can't be out there with you guys? I mean, yeah, I don't really look at it like that too much. I think uh... – you know, if he if AD's not out there, then you know we have to play a different style, a different brand of basketball. You know, it's not just throw throw it and look at Brown the whole time. Um, you know, obviously he's great in his own right, but you know, for us, we gotta just play basketball. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Kyle. Hey, Kuz, you said um, you know earlier in the series that you understood that that your role wasn't always scoring and you were okay with that. If AD isn't able to play for, you know, game five or beyond, how, how does your mentality shift? And is there something else you're tapping into there? Uh, yeah, I just got to you know that if he doesn't, that just means, uh, you know, I had to ball in my hands a little bit more, uh, you know, whether that means to score or make the right play, like I, like I always try to do. It's not just – you know, go out there and just, now I got to just try to score 30. It's not that. 
I respect that. You know, it's being out there, playing sound, being the right, right spots, uh, get my teammates better, and you know, I'm open to be aggressive. So, thanks, Kyle. But while we're waiting, we can, um, if you're in the stream, we can talk a little bit about uh, the game stats and things like that. Um, just based off of the game notes, I mean, you know, just tough, just an overall tough loss. You know, you're looking at, you know, the production off the bench. The the bench did come in and score 42 points. You know, the reserves, you know, for the total. And that's, you know, the highest point total that the bench has scored this postseason. So, I mean, they can hang their hats on that. You know, behind LeBron James, he had 25 points, 12 rebounds, six assists. In a game like this, we're used to LeBron just taking over the match. And we need more production when AD is out. You know, whenever, you know, you have a star, superstar player such as AD, you need that other star to step up and produce more. Because outside of AD and LeBron, I mean, this Laker team, let's just face it, it's, it's the highest point total you had LeBron with 25. Rebounds, LeBron led the team in rebounds with 12. He had his uh, game high of six assists for the Lakers. And three steals were tied between the team and the, the LeBron and blocks. You had Gasol, he had three. And they just, they just came up short. Well, hopefully they can uh, bounce back next game and address some of the issues. But when I mean, they came back, they got down in the third, you know, ended up, you know, coming back a little bit. But, you know, ultimately they didn't just had, didn't have enough production across the board from everyone else. And these types of matchups, you'd like to see LeBron step up a little bit more. Once AD was out, the, the offense kind of got a little stagnant. I honestly, it's hard for me to say that. I did. Um, I didn't think the the Suns would win, win this game. However, it's. I mean, I thought about that that comment. You know, just for the ratings, because I mean, let's face it: the Lakers are the better team. You know, this is the the Lakers are not a typical seventh seed. And what I what I was saying out there, I mean, you just see some of the the defensive closeouts. You know, you've seen some of them that, like, they're not even six feet in front of a man. Like, these are open shots that the Suns were taking. Like, we're not even seeing, you know, players close out. I mean, it's almost like an all-star game defense. You know, um, it it didn't look like the number one defense in the NBA today. I, I, I should say that. And it's it's really difficult to not – it's difficult not to come to conclusion – that these games are being lost purposely to extend the series for the suspense aspect. So, I mean, maybe you may have something there, Antonio, in the stream, but I'm not really particularly sure because I would hate that to be the case and then it damages the integrity of the NBA, you know, because – I mean, I want to watch a competitive matchup, you know, versus, you know, if it's my team playing, you know, they're not going to win every game. You know, they're, you know, it's, an NBA, it's the NBA. It's the game of runs. You know, anybody, any given day, any team can beat anyone. We've seen that countless times before. You know, but however, you, you do want to see a competitive 
matchup. You don't want to see a sweep all the time. You want to see, you know, games go down to the wire, games being won off of a, you know, a buzzer beater and stuff like that. Like, that adds to the suspense. And it's just really difficult to see games being lost purposely, especially with the weak closeouts and things like that. News on AD, um, coming from Coach Vogel, he did address the media and said that he's going to be reevaluated. You know, a lot of times when they have these injuries, they don't really have a a whole lot of details uh, available immediately. Um, But it didn't look good. He strained his groin. I mean, you know how those groin injuries are. They're real tricky, and he was already dealing with injury going into the game. He was questionable going into this game. So I'm not sure how that would affect him in game five, but I'm almost certain that it's going to be difficult to to actually play in this game, you know, knowing that he's dealing with a groin injury and a knee. I mean, it's just one injury after another. Once you start getting healthy healthy and you see um, the team starting to look like they're supposed to look, you know, then the injury bug, you know, comes in and rears its head and Guys are in and out of the rotation, and it doesn't look like the same team. So hopefully we'll be able to at least hear some good news during the week. But the information that we have right now is very, very limited because as it just happened and and they're not really as transparent up front versus once the doctor evaluates and then they can give us more details, but... It's definitely going to be a tough blow if AD can't go because this Laker team really goes as he goes. I mean, if the if he plays bad, the team doesn't respond well to that. If he's out, the team doesn't respond well to when he's out. I mean, even with LeBron, when LeBron was out, I mean, the team was still winning basketball games. I don't see them really winning a whole lot of games without Anthony Davis. And not to say anything about LeBron's impact on this team, but it's just – they was constructed around Anthony Davis. Once they got him, you know, they kind of gutted the roster for Anthony. And when Anthony got there, you know, LeBron said that, you know, this is your team. We, we run through you. Another good point, Kuzma and Markeith, I mean, they're missing point blank layups, you know. And that's that's really difficult to watch because not even just, you know, just from a competitive standpoint, I mean, you, this is the NBA. These are layups. I mean, you look at some of the, like I said, the closeouts, even Phoenix, they wasn't really closing out well, you know, on guys. And you've seen some of the matchups and, you know, okay, they got a good move and get away and have space created. And you miss either a wide open shot or a layup. That's very difficult to watch I mean you don't know if I don't know if it's fatigue or you know just lack of you know detail or whatever the case is whenever they're going up for these you know easy I mean that in my opinion I mean it's hard to say like a a shot in the NBA is easy I mean all the shots are difficult especially if you're on that level but it's just really hard to to watch to see an NBA player miss a layup or airball a shot. I mean, hopefully that they can get this this addressed and hopefully that 
the adjustments can be made. But I, you know, I was just looking at some of the the roster and some of the the lineups and the rotation that they're throwing out there. I'm wondering why Montrezl Harrell is not playing as often. You know, that's that's very interesting. I would like to see him play more. You know, especially if we don't see AD play or if AD is not available to play. Definitely need to see more Trez Harrell. I'm not sure what the situation is with him. I don't think he's injured or anything like that, but I'm hoping that eventually we can get more news as to why he's not playing or hopefully, you know, the coach will be able to look at this game and look at some of the stats and look at the impact that Trez Harrell does have because they definitely need that shock. They need instant offense, and, and Trez can provide you a spark. Now, I wouldn't say start him. You know, he's good coming off the, the bench and providing it, that impact. But, I mean, it's just definitely, you know, hard to, you know, understand why a guy that can put up, you know, 10, 15, 20 points in a ball game that can shift the ball game and not put him in. He can give you something on offense, definitely give you something on defense, and you just need that energy and that spark. But I guess we'll see. do apologize. We're definitely still waiting on more players. I think, you know, what's going on is they're, they're uh, possibly getting dressed and ready to address the media. I'm not sure who's coming up next. So look at more of the actual stats. I mean, it's just really hard to you know, understand this game, it was really, you know, I, you know, you're thinking that, you know, once they start making that comeback push, you know, things were going to be a little bit more different. But, I mean, the way that third quarter was going, you know, they were just getting, it was just a free-for-all. You could just tell, like, they wasn't closing out. They wasn't playing a whole lot of defense. It was just very difficult to understand the rotation and exactly what the coaches were trying to accomplish with some of the guys that were out there. I do. I mean, I think the reason, I mean, it looks like they're playing dirty, but I think it's because their lack of um, defense, you know, like, I don't think they know how to play defense. I mean, this team is really good on the offensive side of the ball, but when it comes to defense, they really lack in that department. And I think the dirty play is is really um, attributed to their inability to do play professional-level defense. And that's not a shot. That's not me, you know, saying anything against the Phoenix Suns organization. I just think that a lot of times when you start swiping at the ball or you're doing like all these erratic plays and things like that, it just shows that your lack of attention to detail when it comes to the defensive side of the ball is just not there. Your defensive acumen is very deficient. And when you start seeing guys swiping at the ball or, make any erratic moves or anything like that and you know they're getting beat and they're trailing and they're grabbing and pushing and shoving and and things like that it is a physical game basketball is very physical but some of the, the things in the foul the fouls that you're seeing and some of the excessive things that you're seeing in the games is really you know it could be dirty but it could also be deemed that they are um deficient when it comes to playing professional level defense because they prioritize offense that's my that's my take. That's my interpretation of why you would see teams, you know, play like that, in my opinion.
That's a good question, by the way. If you're just not coming to the stream, um, we're, we're doing the Lakers post game, and we're waiting on players to address the media. But if you're on the live stream right currently, go ahead and uh, hit the subscribe button because right now uh, we are covering the Lakers, but also we're doing uh, Memphis Grizzlies this year. We're also uh, covering the WNBA as well. So we've got a lot of things going on in the channel. So go ahead and hit that subscribe. Make sure you got the bell notification on so you know when I go live. If you enjoy Laker content, we're also covering the Lakers throughout the playoffs. Hopefully they make a deep push this year. You know, I'm very optimistic about the the odds because there are a lot of teams that have gotten better. It's going to be very tough for this Laker team to repeat the title, but you know, I've seen you know how this team looks whenever they they pull it all together. So we're definitely hoping that that's the case, but currently right now, I mean, they putting out the product that we've seen in the third quarter of this game, it's going to be tough. It's definitely going to be tough to to be able to say that they're going to be the title favorites. And, you know, you just can't really just tell because of the, the stagnant offense and the closeouts that you're seeing, like that's not championship championship level defense that we're that we're witnessing. You know, that's just like you know we're you know we're the Los Angeles Los Angeles Lakers, and we're just going to beat whoever is in front of us. And that's just not a mindset that you want to take on. Another question in the stream: Dallas and the Clippers. Um, I picked, I picked, I did pick Dallas to win the series. When it and and the only reason why is because I don't like the Clippers. I just don't like the way they they play because they play very well in the regular season, but in the postseason, I mean, they just fall apart. And they and the only reason why I say I don't like them is because they the way they play as if they've accomplished something and they have that mentality, you know, kind of similar to what you see from the Lakers. You know, whenever they feel like a team is inferior and they don't take that team seriously. That's what you're seeing with this Dallas series. You're seeing a lot of that. The main thing that I feel like with the Dallas Mavericks, they're not afraid of the Clippers. They played them last year and they felt like they should have beat them in that series last year. And they had good reason to feel that way. Dallas needs Chris Stapps Porzingis to turn into the unicorn. He turns into the unicorn. There's, it's really tough to beat Dallas. My predictions tonight, I do think that Dallas could beat the Clippers tonight. I'm not 100%. I would definitely have to see how they come out. But I don't think Luka can carry this team through a series, the entirety of a series, to put a team away as deep as the Clippers because the Clippers are very deep. They can roll out there with any lineup, but a lot of them are living off of past reputations. Kawhi and Paul George are not the defenders they once were. Pat Beverly, Patrick Beverly is definitely not the defender that he proclaims to be anymore. I don't even think he ever was. That's just my opinion. Um, so I do think Dallas will probably beat the Clippers tonight. 
but it just all depends on the rotation that that they're gonna go with, and if Christos Porzingis can challenge the unicorn tonight, if he can, he's gonna Luca and 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 KP is gonna have to both combine for at least sixty five to seventy points. And if you got them two, you know, combining for sixty five to seventy points, there's nobody in the NBA that can beat them then because they definitely can, you know, light it up if both of them are on. It's a great question. I don't know. We haven't heard from LeBron just yet. The only players that we've heard from was I think Kuzma was the the first player that was up, and we heard from Coach Vogel. Uh, we have not heard from LeBron just yet, so we're still waiting and patiently waiting for any news or any updates to who's going to be up. Good question. LeBron's up now. Hey, LeBron, what was no- most notable without D uh, as you guys started the third quarter in the game plan with him versus without uh, two totally different things? How did you guys try to adjust on the fly today? Uh, well, obviously, you have a, a game plan going into a game. How you want to execute offensively and defensively. And, uh, you know, the one thing that you can't uh, predict if, if one of your, you know, focal points go down. And uh, obviously, you know, that was uh, big for our team. It was trying to adjust on the fly after having a game plan was was challenging for us. And uh, but more importantly, you know, the health of AD is what's most important for, for our ball club. Just with the uncertainty of him surrounding this going into game five, LeBron, how did you approach it as a leader uh, with the rest of the group? And uh, what what is the key in the film room as you guys try to come up with some the formula? Uh, well, I mean, it's next man up. And obviously, um, if he's not ready for game five, it's going to be a tough blow for our ball club. But, you know, next man up. And uh, we've played that all year. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to be like that in the hostile environment in game five. Dave. Hey, LeBron, so the next man up obviously would uh, be referring to who would take his place in the lineup. Uh, but if AD plays or and he's limited or even if he doesn't play, how does your role, uh, how does that fluctuate as the, movie, as the series moves forward? Um, we'll see. Bill? LeBron, you went through a, a groin injury two years ago that obviously uh, kept you out for a long time, and obviously two different two different groins here. But um, based on your experience with with that injury, what does that do to kind of your ability to be optimistic about what AD might be able to give you the rest of the way and in this series? Um, well, <clears throat> I'm not, I don't know the severity of, of his groin injury. Um, I have no idea. I haven't talked to him, uh, so I'm not quite sure. Um, you know, I, I, I tore my groin uh, on Christmas Day in Golden State and uh, rehabbed, rehabbed, and rehabbed until I was able to get back on the floor and um, still wasn't um, where I was before I tore it, um, you know, my first year with the Lakers. Um, so, I, you know, I worked my tail off in the offseason, um, you know, just to get back to, you know, playing at a, a restrict, uh, unrestricted, um, you know, level. So uh, I can only speak from my experience. I can't, uh, I'm not, like I said, I don't know the severity of his injury. Um, and until we know, uh, I'm not going to comment on it. Dan? LeBron, what's it going to take for you guys offensively um, to, to get on track here? This has been kind of, what, poor games now where, where the shot making hasn't been there. Uh, what, what, are you, what are you seeing and what, what needs to change? Um, I mean, some, sometimes it's come down to knockdown shots. I mean, uh, we're getting some great looks. And um, obviously, I'm going to take a look at the film when I get back home. 
as I wake up uh, from a nap, but um, and and see other ways maybe we can exploit their defense. But they're giving us some good looks, and you know we're we're just uh, we're not knocking them down. So um, we've had this you know happen before in the past, and uh, but we always trust each other. We're gonna trust the pass, get the ball moving from side to side, and, and trust our shots, and, and and get up there and knock them down. Kyle. Ron, you had those those plays in the first half, um, the the spin move to the dunk, um, the the lob off the backboard from AC. Um, how, how are you feeling in that stretch? And does you know you you kind of being able to to physically get to that level kind of add to the frustration of a guy like AD going out in the second half? That it just seems like this year, once you guys are getting it together, it's just something else happens. Um, you know, I feel pretty good. I'm continue to, to, you know, work on my body, need to work on my ankle, continue to work on my, my, uh, you know, my, my pace and continue to work on, uh, you know, everything, you know, that, that held me out for so long. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, every day I'm, I'm putting in time as time as work on my body, especially my ankle on just trying to get it back to full strength and, and being able to test it on the floor. helps a lot. So, um, you know, like I said, it's been a, it's been a, uh, a roller coaster for us uh, all year, especially with injuries, and um, and we hope this one isn't isn't a big one. Um, but like I said, it's next man. Uh, we look forward to the challenge. Okay, we'll take four more. Uh, Mark Medina. Hello, LeBron. Uh, Frank was noting, you know, his time in Indiana that there were times when you were with Miami and Dwayne Wade or Chris Bosh would be out, and that meant that you'd have even more responsibilities, and that's obviously a dangerous scenario. I was wondering to what extent do you draw from those experiences that it can apply to this current situation? Um, well, I mean, listen, the best teacher of life is experience. So, um, you know, me personally, I look up to the challenge, uh, whatever, um, you know, however the hand is dealt, um, you know, be ready to play it. Ramona. Hey, Bron, I, I, I say this as a 41 year old, so I, I certainly don't mean to, say that you're older but at 36 you know that how, how much how wide are those shoulders still can you can you do this at, at this at this age and carry the team if, if AD is not not able to do your to, to be out there um you know for me um it's uh putting our team in position to be successful it starts with my approach starts with my accountability trickles down everybody else so um, um you know these shoulders are built for a reason and um you know if it takes for me to put some more on top of it, then so be it. Win, lose, or draw, uh, I'm ready for the challenge. Last two, Yovan. Hey, LeBron. Um, you guys obviously played half the season w- without AD, so if it does go to that scenario, what did you learn about the team that stretch of, you know, 40 games and some of the stylistic differences w- with AD on versus off? Um. Well, I'm, I'm trying not to even, you know, go back to that moment. Um, obviously, yes, like you said, we play half the season without them. They also play extensive uh, time without me. So, um, you know, we will have to go back and look, um, you know, how ways uh, we, we we were really good uh, when he was out um, and how we played. Uh, we, it would change our dynamic, obviously, of how we play. It would change our approach to how we play. Um, and, um, you know, we just, you know, have a game plan and we go out and execute Last question, Dwayne. Yeah, LeBron, obviously a lot's made of AD being out, but you guys were right there. If Schroeder makes a layup, you guys are only down five with about a minute and a half left. How much can you guys take from that finish to get to that point to carry over into game five? 
Well, I mean, every possession needs to feel like it's their last. Um, that's just what the playoff basketball is all about. And, um, you know, five-point swing right there. You know, uh, like I said, you know, Diaz makes that layup, which he's 99% uh, of making a layup right there in front of the room. He misses it. Um, it kind of let the sales out of us. They go down. Jay Crowder hits three by their bench timeout. You know, the game is, you know, pretty much over at that point. You know, it's a quick five-point swing. So, um, stuck with it. Uh, we stuck into it. We, uh, you know, kept on fighting back and uh, got stops after stop after stop. Um, and, uh, you know, still made it a game, but uh, they played well. You know, to, that, uh, to them, they came in, they played extremely well. And, um, you know, it's going to be a big time game five uh, come Tuesday. Thanks, LJ. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast special edition of the post game that was LeBron James addressing the media. We are going to meet back for game five. Um, If you want to come back to the stream later on, I am covering the Las Vegas Aces in the Fever game, WNBA. Um, So we're going to be back later on today for that. But we are going to have Game 5 coverage here on the channel as well. If this is your first time tuning in, please go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button. Hit that bell notification so that you can get all my uh, latest content. And we're going to catch you on the next one. If you want to come back on that Fever game, I definitely will be covering that. Just come back and we're going to be live breaking down that game. And until then, see you game five. Thank you for listening, and we're out. If you love the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time. Offer deadline on Oak Street, aisle three. Welcome to the housing market. I'm with Redfin, and I'm here to help. I need to sell my house. Great. Redfin charges a 1% listing fee when you buy and sell with us, which is more than half off the usual fee and saves you an average of $8,400. Oh, wow. Is that all? Uh, yep. I'm kidding. You had me at 1%. Want to win? Sell with Redfin. It's real estate done right. Bidding war at the offer's counter in five minutes. Average savings is Redfin refund plus 1% listing fee. Subject to minimums. Not available in all areas. Learn more at redfin.com. I haven't really woken up. Until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it.